1: Hello everybody and welcome to BNI the Australian Story. My name is Veronica all the way from Mornington Peninsula here in Victoria, Australia and I'm very happy to be here with our co-host Mr Brent Edwards, our Executive Director. Hi Brent.
2: Good morning Veronica, good morning everyone or whatever time you're listening to this. Hey Veronica are you looking forward to the final stretch of 2020? We're in December now.
1: Look, I feel like um, I closed that book back in March, (laughs) to be honest. (laughs) I decided that that was a book I didn't want to read and I put it on the shelf, but unfortunately it kept opening up its dirty pages to me. So uh, I think all of us have, uh, have, you know, enjoyed a, a very interesting story and we've all got a story to tell. And it's not always all bad, but there's certainly been some incredible challenges as we've heard from members as well as just people that we know. But there's been a lot of good that's come out of 2020 as well. So yes, happy to get rid of it, but um, also grateful for the experience of it.
2: Yeah, i was sort of tossing up whether to uh, whether to have a holiday or anything at the moment because, like, we had a holiday. <laughs> you know, we 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 were stuck we were stuck at home, to, you know, without much to do for, there for a little bit. But um, yeah, I, but truth be known, you know, in the B and I scheme of things, we were always pretty busy right through. So. Um, yeah, I think uh, just a time to relax, play some golf, enjoy the good weather coming up, looking forward to that and, and socialising, which we haven't done much of and uh, having a few drinks and a barbecue with some friends or something like that will be fantastic. And a lot of our chapters are, uh, are planning their sort of wind up now for the, uh, for the traditional sort of Christmas break as well.
1: Yeah, I think um, just a shout out to all the mums and dads out there that um, not only have continued working, but also were are doing the homeschooling because as much as we're joking about seeing the end of 2020, there's a lot of um, completions going on. So we've got the end of a school year. For a lot of people, we've got work functions, which, you know, normally would be something to look forward to, whereas sometimes it's a bit it's a bit overwhelming now because work functions are trying to work out how they can do it, stay within restrictions, especially in Victoria, make sure that it's COVID safe, but everyone's hanging to get out and be around each other. Um, and, you know, no doubt between Dan Murphy's and Dan Andrews, you know, the ugly twins that have been keeping us going, we are, we're going we're gonna to work it out. But it's, um, it's a pretty full on time of the year, let alone end of 2020 as a year.
2: Oh, Dan Murphy's offered me much more than Dan Andrews did. <laughs> I'm tell you that right now. But, uh, but course, everyone's I mean. really, um, yeah, it, it is, it's really funny. There's a bit of an anxiety around it. You yeah, know, it you think, oh, you know, I haven't seen that person. Should I go up and give him a hug or, or, yeah. or, 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 uh, or uh, elbow touch or whatever? And it's uh, it's a little yeah. bit weird. But, uh, yeah, you especially here that. in our part of the world, we've got some chapters starting to come back, and we got some that are going to come back in the new year. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of anxiety around at the moment is. that I'm sort of experiencing.
1: Yeah, I've got to tell you there is, and, um, you know, for all the people that are listening, don't worry. When we say anxiety, we know exactly what that means. It's not just a term. There is actually real anxiety going around. Uh, but we just got to breathe. It's a new year and uh, it's a new podcast. Today is episode 42 and uh, we will finish up shortly for the year and even you and I will take a little bit of a break off for a few weeks and um, everyone can catch up on all the podcasts and log the CEUs and then we'll start 2020 nice and fresh.
2: Yeah, we and to our listeners, we usually we were coming in every week. We've been a uh, we've been a little bit a uh, little bit taken up, uh, had our time taken up a bit lately. So uh, we've only been every couple of weeks over the last uh, over the last uh, few weeks. But uh, we'll be uh, we'll be back with a vengeance in the new year on a weekly basis for sure.
1: Yeah, thank you. And also just um, thank you to Steve, our producer, who's been with us for uh, 42 episodes. It was only meant to be 40, but we're we're going to go for 45, I think we said. So we'll see how we go towards the end of the year. But um, why don't you introduce our guest today so people will recognise his voice.
2: Oh, you, you'll you recognise his silky uh, dulcet tones <laughs> in our intro coming in where he uh, where he does our intro for us. And our guest today is Paul English. And Paul English is in uh, BNI in New South Wales. Uh, BNI Southern Business is uh, his region. He's an executive director and came from being an executive director to being a uh, sorry came from being a member in his own business to being an executive director. So uh, another one of these uh, members who have actually come up through the ranks and so impressed they brought the company. So. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Paul. Welcome to the podcast and we hear you every week, but uh, it's great to have you on uh, and speak to you today uh, in another capacity instead of doing the voiceover work. <laughs> oh, that's right. Well, it's, uh, it's really great to be
0: here. Thanks very much for, uh, for having me and you're doing such a great job and uh, spreading the word about BNI. So you, you are really appreciated. So
2: I'm happy to help out. Oh, shucks. thank you. So, um, Paul, you've been—I uh, recognise you were—that uh, you were recognised as a five-year member at the global convention recently. So, uh, congratulations on uh, being with yes, us for five years. Time flies when you're having fun. It seen not that long. <laughs> so, um, you know, your background is uh, is actually in in video and uh, uh, and the like. So, can you tell us a bit about how you actually came about? Uh, uh, finding out about BNI way back when. Yeah, way back when.
0: Well, I lived in um, Switzerland for nearly twenty years. I worked as a radio uh, broadcast journalist, uh, then worked for the International Committee of the Red Cross, and then started up my business. And I was a member of um, actually the president of a um, an English speaking networking group called Executives International. We had two hundred and fifty seven members when I was there, um, and uh-huh. I was president for several years. You know how many jobs I got out of that? How many? One. (laughs) Uh, And and even all the follow-up time. So when I came back to Australia and I I spoke to a good friend of mine and I started up a videography business because I'd been working in radio and and video, and um, I said to him, look, you know, I want to start my business. Um, I need to market myself. And he was the uh, former uh, president of the Real Estate Institute of New South Wales, John Cunningham, and he said, B&I, just go to a B&I meeting. And I said, well, I've been around networking a long time. I don't know what B&I is. And I lived in um, the Wollongong region. There had not been um, a chapter down here for about 10 years. So I had to drive up to Sydney, went into a couple of meetings, but I was just blown away when I saw and, and was, became familiar with the whole notion of giver's gain. And all of a sudden, networking made sense to me. Uh, because I'd been trying to give and and help others and all of a sudden I saw a whole room full of people, 40, 45 members at that time, all, you know, giving and, and I thought this is wonderful, this is for me and I, I signed up. So no one invited me, um, it was a, an ex-member, as I said, that told me about it and I was just amazed.
1: I, I actually hate stories like that because I think that was a member who could have had a visitor who could have sponsored someone into a chapter, and we let you get away somehow. Somehow, people are out there that don't know about the best kept secret called BNI.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So That's I was really surprised. very surprised, and um, and I thought, well, why why don't I know about it? But then again, I was overseas now. Switzerland is active in, um, uh, sorry, BNI is active in Switzerland, but in the in the, uh, the national languages, but um, I, I'd never heard about it. So it, it, it has been a well-kept secret,
2: unfortunately. Yeah, yeah I, I find it really surprising. Uh, uh, and like early days, I remember visiting a chapter in Wollongong in early 2000s, and uh, obviously that sort of area sort of petered out um, with BNI and has now been rejuvenated. So yeah, that's I find that um, yeah I find that really surprising. But um, but uh, you um, you've actually uh, came in, got involved, and really bought into the giver's gain philosophy of BNI, and that's probably what sold you on it, wasn't? It? Yeah, that's right. I mean, I worked
0: um, through um, my chapter, and um, part of the, what I was trying to do at uh, you know I was. Um, about to turn 60 and uh, had a lot of experience so I was just trying to help uh, my fellow members and in the true spirit of give us gain and then um, our executive director at the time Bob Greenup who we know um, asked me whether I wanted to become an ambassador to help other chapters and I thought yeah why not and then I became a, uh, a director consultant for him and then he asked me to try and launch a chapter in Wollongong and then the discussion came uh, about well, was I interested in the franchise? And I thought, wow, this is this is too good to be uh, to to miss out on. And so then um, my wife and I, Alison, um, we decided to take on the franchise. And at the time, there were only uh, two chapters active in our whole region, from the uh, southern Sydney down to the South Coast and the Southern Highlands around Barrel,
2: Ulladulla, et etc. So um. Yeah, and a lot of the listeners probably wouldn't know that um, B i in Australia is a franchised um, organization and uh, all the executive directors are, are franchise owners in, in B and I so they're they're all um, they're all stake stakeholders uh, in there in that respect so um, you've uh, how many chapters do you have in your region now and and how is that going for you yeah, I've got four chapters. So I started off um, 18 months ago
0: um, and um, getting Wollongong up and running was was quite difficult because it hadn't been, um, you know, had a BNI presence there for a while. Um, and I've got another core, two core groups that I'm working on. So I've started a chapter a year, um, one in Ulladulla that was severely um, affected by the bushfires and another... Uh, nearby chapter um, and then i've got um, a couple of others you know in the in the pipeline uh, but it's all about trying to really with with taking over the um the, the as the executive director re-establishing contacts the nurturing um, you know i'm very pleased to see that we've got a very high retention rate um it, it, you know and we spend a lot of time just working with those chapters even though sometimes it'll take you know two two and a half hours to drive down to uh, to to get the chapter in dollar in the far south coast up and running but uh, I think people are, appreciate um, you know
2: when they see that you care and that's what we've been trying to do. yeah and, and that's one of the reasons why I wanted to get you on today because uh, your region in that chapter in there was largely affected by the bushfires and uh, we've had this COVID thing going on for you know, since March and it's easily easy to forget what sort of, uh, what happened earlier on in the year before that, uh, with the bushfires and the devastation that went through those towns in your region as well. So, um, I really, how did you find the members, um, when that sort of happened, how they banded together through B&I? Well, it was amazing, you know, so I started the
0: Ulladulla chapter. It's called, um, uh, sea change. Um, and, um, it was, it was quite small, but a tight-knit little village community, um, the Ulladulla Milton area. But before the bushfires, that would actually had drought, and so the whole region had <laughs> been affected by drought. Yeah. And then there were uh, some rain, so they had flooding, and then the bushfires hit. So yeah. two chapters down on the south coast, um, sea change, and then one around Nara, um, which is near Kangaroo Valley, that was also, that's CoastLink, and they were also affected. So both chapters were affected by the bushfires, but more so, I think, um, the one in Ulladulla. And what was amazing is that, you know, um, we we talked about doing a buddy system. Um, Luckily, no-one lost um, their houses, but people did lose property and the fires were just raging and there was incommunicado for several days. Um, We sort of sent the word out. Uh, but they they were absolutely amazing, and they'd only been uh, a chapter for a short, relatively short amount of time. But they they banded together and provided huge support. I mean, one of the guys, Scott Osborne, has got a an outdoor power equipment, mowers, etc. And within a within, as soon as he heard that one of the other blokes had lost the power due to the bushfires, took a generator out there, and um, you know the, that sort of act of uh, selflessness was just amazing. And, and at the end of the first year, um, which happened only recently, and um, we, we did an evaluation and said, well, what did you learn? And most of them just came back and said it was the time during the bushfires of how we had this wonderful culture in our chapter that, and with the B&I, the idea of giver's gain, um, it, it held us together. And uh, they said we didn't do very many referrals during that time. We didn't do very much business. But as we said, that doesn't matter, and they just developed this huge, strong uh, bond. And uh, and then COVID came along, and some of them have been, you know, quite severely affected by that. And yet they're weathering the storm, and they meet each week, um, and come together. And so does the other chapter, uh, Coastlink with NARA. And some of them were affected by fires. And I must say, also put in a plug for the BNI Foundation because. Uh, several of the members down there um, uh, were either themselves or some of their neighbours um, were um, helped out by BNI i Foundation. So really BNI, and um, i in many ways came to um, maybe not the rescue but to be a, a huge support, emotional and also um,
2: professional support. What a great
1: story. And-
2: yeah, and that's one of the things too with the with the BNI Australia Foundation, which we've had, which which we've got now, and a lot of people think because BNI it might be you know an American foundation. We actually have an Australian arm of that, that's run uh, by uh, our national director's wife, Pauline Marcoux, and uh, that goes to support things um, you know Australian uh, issues, etc., um, while supporting uh, and. Well, actually, I don't know how it actually would work in whether they changed the way they supported things with the bushfires, because I know it's really the BNI foundations around children's education. So, how did the BNI foundation help out in your region in this respect? Yeah, absolutely. Well, one of the um,
0: one of the members, Robert Richard, he's the fires just raged in one of the in, in his area in his small village uh, just had a really high number of houses burned down and the fire really raced up to, to him um, and burned down his shed, the fence, and uh, but they were saved and he was the one that got the, the generator. So when I finally got onto him and asked him, what help do you need? Can we help? He actually turned around and said, look, I know there's a family down the road. They've lost their house. They've got young children. The children have got nothing um, and... Can we help them? And, again, I think this is a wonderful um, a one, wonderful tribute to him but also to the B&I philosophy of Giver's Game, that he was thinking of others before he was thinking of himself. And so um, you mentioned, um, you know, the, the foundation. I quickly got uh, in touch with Pauline and um, and and we arranged something, even though they didn't have a process. And they just said, yep, yeah, look, get get the minimum details that you need we understand um, the the need, and so we were able to help um, several of the families. Another, another member, Letitia Manley, from our other chapter also, um, even though her house and everything was smoke-affected, she said, I know some people, they're not B&I, but they're lovely people, and they've got young children, can we help them? And the b Foundation came there. So it was not directly to the recipients, but if we talk about you know, now with all the um, objectivity, we can say that B and made its mark in those small communities because people started to hear, "Oh, where, where are you from? Oh, we're from the B and chapter, and we're just here to help." And so, yeah. you know, I, I think that that was a that was greater value than the you know thousand dollars here, a thousand dollars there, or something. It's that B and I really showed us true colours throughout our wonderful members on the south coast.
1: If you needed another reason to love BNI. I mean, that would just, oh, be it, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think um, I just want to ask you a question. What is networking to you? Because I think when I think about BNI and I and I see the word networking, it just doesn't encapsulate what we do. Because there's this already always for people that network is people just coming in, throwing business cards at each other, and then never seeing each other again. And that's not what BNI is. So what is BNI to you? If you had to actually say what networking is for us, what is it?
0: Yeah, I I agree um, I agree with your sort of little synopsis of that, and that was my experience for about 30 years of networking, throwing some business cards around, although I always tried to reach out, find someone's story, listen to their story, try to understand their need and to see if I could help them through my connections. So I think to answer your question, it's really about the building relationships, one of our core values. It's not about just going into a meeting and just saying, you know, okay, I need some business. It's who can I help? Who can I, through my connections and through getting to understand their story, um, how can I help them in that way? And so, in, in, at least in my region, when I'm talking about networking and introducing that to someone maybe who's just started their business, who has a, that traditional idea of, yeah, we go to you know a chamber of commerce or something, we stand around, we have an occasional drink, and you know that's their definition of networking. We're able to show them a whole new gamut of networking skills, and get the emotion, get the get the passion, get the get the story, and see how we can help someone else. And the law of the universe, the law of reciprocity, will just turn around and. It'll help us, um, maybe not straight away, but eventually it, it will. Our reward will come back to us. So it's all—it's the givers gain. It's the building relationships. It's, it—and and that's what B and I taught me when I walked into that first meeting um, uh, over five years ago.
2: I like to think, like the word networking gets bandied around a fair bit. I, I'd like to think we're more about relationships.
1: Yeah.
2: And 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 once you've got a relationship. You know the other aspects come from that particular relationship, the trust, uh, getting to know that person, and you know looking out for that person, looking out for that person, uh, you know helping that person achieve success, and that all comes from the relationship. So, you know, uh, networking gets bandied around a fair bit, and a lot of people go oh, networking because they've had a bad experience. But you know, yeah, and the people in our organisation are all about building relationships and uh, and long term relationships, which they can draw on. Uh, to to further their their growth in and success in business as such. Absolutely.
1: So I just love this conversation that we're having right now and I think if anyone is listening, it's something to really reflect on and that is uh, what I've just got out of um, hearing Paul say that, which I think is a fantastic definition of um, networking and BNI, is you don't always have to invite a visitor by saying come and, and visit our networking meeting. You could invite a visitor by saying why don't you come along and I'll introduce you to some people and you can create some really fantastic relationships in business with local business owners and for yourself. Because truly I think that's, that encapsulates more what we do in a meeting than just getting people in a room to put a business card in front of each other. In fact, we actually don't do that at all.
2: No, no not at all.
0: No, when I, when I was, well, I'm still inviting visitors, of course, but when I was a member, what I loved doing was at other other so-called networking groups you know chamber of commerce and other other groups like that I'd ask the person and say I can help you by introducing you to a whole group of professional people that are honest that have high integrity and they would also like to help you grow your business even if you don't become a member but why don't you come along so And I had a very high success rate in inviting visitors because I was putting it out that there was a benefit to them Mm. rather than it's going to benefit the chapter.
1: But you know what comes across more than anything, Paul, and I know that um, Brent will agree with this because his region is very much about um, being authentic. When you say that to someone, you can see and hear that you truly want to help that person so you really need to have the right fit in your approach you can't just take your approach or my approach you've got to find the right way that it is for you that you come across authentically but I think that people start inviting visitors more easily when they really get BNI when the penny drops for them about what it's about.
0: Absolutely yeah so but we also need to have um you know, I always encourage everyone to, to join other, other types of groups, Chamber of Commerce and everything else, and then they can see how clear it is. One of the problems that I had down here in the Wollongong region is because, as we said, it hadn't been running for about 10 years, they were shut down, and I just got, oh, yeah, b i doesn't work. b i <laughs> try that, doesn't work, doesn't work. And so it was really hard to get my first chapter up and running down here, but now I'm working on the second chapter here and the funny thing is that many of the people that were in B&I went off to start other type of networking groups, which I visited, and they stand around. What do they do? Give the card to each other, meet once a month. There's no follow-up. And, and, and yet they were the ones that saying, yeah, B&I doesn't work.
1: It's often not the chapter that doesn't work; it's the people that don't work, and it's the one or two people in a whole in a fantastic chapter that have a big message. You know, the squeaky wheel gets the grease, and it makes the most noise. So that squeaky wheel runs off and tells people BNI doesn't work, and then five people listen to it and they miss out on the opportunity to build relationships and do amazing business.
2: Well, I agree with I agree with people when they say that. I say yeah. no, BNI doesn't work. You've got to work it.
1: Yeah. Oh, well, that's exactly right. That's an even simpler response. <laughs> yeah.
0: I think, Veronica, as you said, you, you hit the nail on the head. B&I uh, is the people. Are yeah. the me- it's the members that, that make it. And people are too, too quick to just look and say, oh, yeah, B and I get B&I as an organisation doesn't work, and yet it's the most <laughs> successful word-of-mouth referral networking group in the world. But every chapter, it's the members that make it. Um, and you're only as good, like any, like a sporting team or anything else. You're only as good as your best and your weakest member. So the best has got to help the weakest, so that you've got a really got a great uh, uh, culture, um, you know. And and you're retaining them. So that's that's my goal for my region is open up new chapters, but also make sure that they've got a great culture um, within the chapter. Um, it's nurturing, and I think we've seen that through the bushfires, through COVID, um, and there are many other chapters in other regions around Australia that have that have been affected by bushfires. And the story is the same. Yeah. You know, B and I can offer something to not only the business person but uh, you personally as well. Um, and it, and I'm I just I'm passionate, passionate about B and I. And I think, as you said, it's the authenticity that comes across.
2: Yeah. So, Paul, how does the recovery look down there in those areas that were affected by the bushfire now? And a big shout-out to those guys, Um, you know, uh, how resilient and, you know, facing that sort of thing. I just can't imagine how hard it was. And, uh, you know, I I really want to actually travel up there and support that community Um, now we can, but uh, and I recommend other people. But how does the recovery look for that particular area? Look, there are still areas down the the, the south coast
0: um, around, you know, Ulladulla, Mogo, et cetera, um, that were really severely affected. There are still people living in uh, makeshift accommodation in a caravan, et cetera. Um, There's a long, slow process. Um, Some of our members have done, um, through the bushfires and then uh, COVID, have done very well. Some are still um, struggling, to be honest. Um, and we've got, you know, travel agents that with COVID, their main market was selling cruises. Now they've had to, you know, to use the vernacular pivot and turn around and they're, they're saying, okay, well, let's sell uh, tour, tours around the south coast. Uh, and they're working. And, and one of our caterers who couldn't, couldn't, there were no functions, but he pivoted and, and started to do home deliveries. And he also right. did free deliveries to people ravaged by the bushfires. And then the word got around that you know he was someone who's trying to help, and and so the recovery is still ongoing, um, and some have been more affected than others, um, but there's a huge amount of positivity, um, a great optimism, and I think um, that with coming, as one one member said to me only recently, B and I offered normality and the regularity of turning up when all infrastructure was broken down, they came for a weekly meeting online mm-hmm. or even during the bushfires, they just came together and said, let's, let's continue to meet. I was very surprised about that because I said, guys, you need time off, that's fine. And they said, no, it's actually helping us um, to, to come together. And the B&I agenda was that regularity. It was something they could depend upon and they knew that that was normal. Yeah. So, um, again, that's another way that B&I helped um, in those, uh, those uh, communities and, and our members.
1: In Victoria during the lockdown, the, the, the most recent one, I personally thrived on knowing that I had a meeting I had to be to every week that had that 20-point agenda because I had some certainty in my life. Yes. Everything else was kind of everywhere. I knew that B&I was still business as usual. It was, you know, it wasn't actually business. We get there, we'd, you know, we were still doing business, which is ridiculous during COVID. I mean, it was just crazy how much business um, the members were still passing each other, but it was just a place to be where I knew that uh, I needed to be, I had things to do, keep me focused, make sure that my business kept moving and that me as a person kept moving. So I could understand that.
2: Yeah. Now, Paul, um, thanks for coming on today, and one of the traditions, as you probably know from our podcast, is we get a success tip from uh, from our guests on what they would uh, recommend for other members uh, to do to achieve success. So would you like to share yours today, please?
0: Yeah, it's a great pleasure. Um, when I first joined BNI, I just gave, 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 gave. And at the end of my first year, or coming up to the you know, three months out when I was uh, being interviewed by the membership committee of the renewals, they said, you you know, it's amazing what you've done, but you haven't received as much business as we thought you would get. And um, he made the point, he said, you've still got a business here. You should be expecting or you don't be afraid not to ask for referrals in return. And... Make sure in your one-to-ones that you are asking for those referrals. So my success tip from then on uh, and now would be, yes, embrace giver's gain but realise you are also in a business and you can't keep giving because you will burn yourself out Mm -hmm. and you may then get resentful that some others are not giving. So you have to measure yourself and, as the saying says, it's a marathon, not a sprint. And I started off sprinting. Um, with all the good intentions, so my advice is: sure, embrace givers gain, but understand that this is a two-way street. And some, you know, some members will just sit back, and if you're doing all the work, they'll let you. Yeah. So
2: you know. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> okay, Paul. Um, thank you for coming on today. Great to have you and your insights on the uh, on the podcast today. And thank you for. Doing our intros today, which was a which was a give us gain moment as well. <laughs> <laughs> Paul,
1: needs, Paul needs to do his own little outro. <laughs> right, so Paul, you you're an absolute star. Thank you so much for being a part of the part of the podcast every week, but also this week as well. But just give us a little outro for um, for the podcast this week.
0: Um, okay, putting you on the spot. Um, I'll exit my, myself. As um, say. And we'd like to thank Paul English, the Executive Director of New South Wales South, for his participation today. And until next week, stay
2: safe, stay well. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey Paul, it's, it's a bit different you being thrown under the bus. It's usually me. By <laughs> thank Thanks, you. guys, and keep up the great work.
1: Thank you so much. Thanks, and, Paul. Well, don't, don't you worry because there is another bus coming for you today. <laughs> I, can, I can hear it coming towards us now. So here here is the bus this week. So we are going to be taking holidays from BNI, as we do. We take a few weeks off at the end of the year. How do we stay engaged in the networking when we're not actually coming up to meetings, when we don't need to be there, when that sense of accountability and gets to just get a bit relaxed? How do we stay engaged with networking?
2: Well, you know, what I like to say during these times is referrals don't knock off at 5 o'clock or referrals don't knock off for the holidays. So when you're actually speaking to people, there's fantastic referral opportunities you'll find because what are people talking about? They're talking about their problems. They're talking about things they need to do, things they need to get, things they want to do. And all those are great opportunities for your being referral team. So I'm not talking about pulling out your business card holder at your Christmas function and saying, hang on, I've got a referral for uh, one of my chapter members. They'll be able to help you with that and say, hey, um, I know someone who can help you with that. Can I give you a call, you know, next week or so and, and uh, put you in touch with that person? So there are some great opportunities to find referrals for people during the break because yeah. you're meeting with a lot of people.
1: Do you know something? There just ain't no bus big enough to put you under it. I tell you, that was a great answer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to keep searching that. Uh,
2: right.
1: What's your success tip for the week?
2: Well, my success tip for this week is, and we spoke about it before. And you know, BNI doesn't work for you; you've got to work it. And you know, you've got B&I is like a toolbox for business, and you've got a lot of tools that can that you can actually work within BNI that you can use. So there's not tools. I don't mean tools as members. And I can see you actually laughing there, Veronica. you be ashamed of yourself right now. But... <laughs> But there's a lot of tools within the BNI toolbox you need to you can use, and that some of those tools are the meeting themselves, uh, the net, the open networking portion of the meeting, our weekly presentation and feature presentations, uh, your BNI uh, business card wallet, uh, one-to-one meetings, uh, Power Team meetings as well, referral partnerships, mentoring, the visitor experience. The membership committee, the BNI website, BNI Connect, and the app—they're all tools we can use. BNI Business Builder is one of the great tools we can actually use uh, within the BNI toolbox now that we never, you know, we never had, you know, ten years ago. Um, social media is a tool you can use. Uh, BNI newsletters, podcasts like Ivan's or ours, um, BNI events, promotional items, are tools you can use, uh, and all the accountability measures that are bought, built into our system. And, um, you know, there's so many tools you can use in your BNI toolbox and, you know, a bad tradesperson always blames their tools, right? But if you're not using the tools and using them properly, yeah, well, that's probably the case. So, you know, use the tools that are available to you. A lot of people say to me, they say, oh, yeah, yeah, I don't know how to do this, I can't do this. Or I say, well, uh, have you done that course on BNI Business Builder? Oh, is there a course on BNI Business? What's BNI Business Builder? okay. Now you're not using the tools. So, um, yeah, the tools are available. Get used to them. Use them. They're all there. And, you know, years ago, and Ivan always says when we started this organisation, 36 years ago we started it with, and Ivan's been doing this. One sheet of paper. You saw all that with a conference, one sheet of paper in his presentations. Well, um, we've got a lot more than one sheet of paper right now, and you'd be silly if you didn't use more, you know, all the tools are available to you.
1: Yeah, well, I think um, we just had a fantastic podcast today. I always learn so much. Episode number 42, we know that uh, BNI is all about the people that are in the chapter. We know that givers gain, you know, if you've got the givers gain philosophy, you've got a a great room full of people and you've got the whole toolbox of BNI processes and procedures and the system there at your fingertips. And even though we're going on holiday, we can still actually refer to the people in our team, our BNI team. Great podcast, guys! Thanks, Steve, for making Thanks, sure. Thanks, Steve. We've had
2: everything know. today: buses, laughter, the events.
1: Awesome! Bye. Thanks, everybody. See you again next time.
2: See you, guys.